The Charlotte Ledger Podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Hey, it's Tony Messia with the Charlotte Ledger, and you're listening to the Charlotte Ledger Podcast. You can find out more about the Charlotte Ledger at thecharlotteledger.com. Today, we've got something special for you. This is going to be exciting. I'm here at the Park Expo and Conference Center at the Charlotte Area Chamber of Commerce Business Expo. And I'm here with the Ledger team, managing editor Christina Bowling and staff writer Lindsay Banks. We're out here talking to small business owners. They're from all over Charlotte. We're at, the, at our booth right now. You can look out, I can see we've got a co-working space. We've got a photographer. We've got business consultants. We're next to a booth, the Veterinary Emergency Group. All kinds of businesses, and we're out talking to them today, and we're going to share with you some of their stories, local Charlotte businesses, how they're doing, because we dispatched Lindsay Banks and Christina Bowling out to talk to them. Christina, what are we learning from some of these businesses today? Yeah, Tony's really interesting. I mean, there are businesses here who've been around for quite a while, and then there are some that are just kind of getting off the ground. So it's been, you know, interesting to go around and hear about their different challenges that they're facing. You know, everything from staffing concerns, and some are restarting after COVID. So it's just really interesting morning here. Well, let's go hear from some of them. Great. This is Lindsay Banks with the Charlotte Ledger, and I'm here with Ada Stevens of Snap Happy Photos. Good She's morning. the owner and founder. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. First, I wanted to ask you about your business. So can you tell me a little bit about what you do and what services you provide? We are photographers since 2007. We started the company in Miami and moved here almost five years ago. And we are full service, in my opinion. We do mostly events, business headshots, architecture and real estate photos and family photos. Those are our biggest areas. And we're passionate about what we do. It's my husband who joined me 12 years ago and I, this is all we do. Can you tell me a little bit about some of the challenges you're currently facing in your industry? The challenges come from people thinking that their cell phone is good enough. And we have to educate people all the time. The quality of our work should speak for itself, but we have to tell people there's planning involved with every photo editing afterwards. We shoot everything in camera raw, so everything that we do has to be edited, and we're very proud of our editing techniques. Especially with headshots, I really specialize in women, making them feel really good about themselves, and there's a lot of making them feel calm when they get to me. Most people come to me and they say, I hate photos of myself, but my company is making me do this. So I'm used to that, and I start talking about, tell me about your fur baby, or your children, or your grandkids and then we relax, get the smiles going, and then that's how I get the best photos. And did you say that you have a studio or do you go to We actually, we bring our studio anywhere, but we have a small setup in our garage at home. A lot of the photos you see here have the gray background and that was done possibly in our garage. So yeah, we can do them there. We're, we love Charlotte. So thank you for interviewing us. Thank you, I appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, it's Christina Bowling from the Charlotte Ledger. Can you tell me your name and your company? My name is Isaac Israel, and I'm the CEO of Blackstone Security Group. What do you all do? So Blackstone Security Group is a veteran and family-owned company, and minority-owned company, and we provide security services through physical means. So we have unarmed guards, armed guards, vehicle patrols. We provide emergency services and uh, a lot more. What kind of companies do you help support? Our industry in Charlotte has been mostly the hospitality industry, so hotels, retirement communities. We also do sporting events. So we are actually doing Spartan races in Concord, North Carolina next month. That's a high biz opportunity for us, but that's really been our industry since we came into business in January 2021. 
January 2021. So you're a fairly new business here in Charlotte. Yes. I was going to ask you how long you've been around. So tell me about what, how things have changed. 2021, we were still pretty much in the pandemic. Like, what have you seen kind of since your business has evolved during that time? A lot of growth. The first six months of us opening our doors, things were slow. I think after we hit June of 2021, we started to see the uptick and we kind of see a seasonal approach as well. So coming into January 2022, Charlotte's just so, so fast and growing and how fast they're moving and where they're going to. So we're happy to be along the ride and be able to provide support for that. Nice. What kind of business challenges are you having now? Are there certain challenges that you guys are seeing um, in terms of, you know, operating your business right now? I think trying to make people be preventative. We don't like to get calls and say, hey, this has happened. Let me come out and support you because now the price is going to be higher. We have to get armed guards out there or vehicles. But I think the hardest part is trying to get um, other business owners to understand how we can be uh, an asset to them versus an expense. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today. Thank you very much. I am here with Dave Chen of DNM Restaurant Supply. Dave, can you tell me a little bit about what your business does? Uh, we sell restaurant supplies. Uh, mainly, the new product we're having is what we call the MFPP. Uh, it's middle-filled polypropane containers, which is the next-generation container that's designed to replace foam containers. It has many advantages. It uses less material. And it's up to 40% mineral fill, so uh, it is recyclable, it is lighter and thinner, so it, stay, it stacks less, so it takes less space to store in the restaurant. And it's got a full corner closure that pops when you close them, so, and it's also leak-proof, so if you have stuff that's a little bit wet, the product, you know, does not come out. Can you share how many clients you currently have? How many clients we have currently have? To be exact, it's like a 160 something, like a restaurant. And how long have you been in business? Uh, a year. A year. Okay, yeah. so still very. Are you in the startup phase of your business? Would you say? Yes, startup phase. Can you tell me a little bit about some of the challenges you're facing in, in your industry? People don't like to change. They still want to use the old-fashioned foam containers. We also have the what we call the sugar cane products. Those are 100% biodegradable. They do cost a little bit more, but they're better for the environment. You know, if you don't want to recycle, you can just put in the trash and they will just biodegrade in 30 days. All right. Thank you so much, Dave. All right, thank you. Tell me your name and your business. My name is Mariana Orzak, and we own a company called Promotion Magic, and we help companies brand themselves with promotional products. And we also do displays and screen printing and embroidery. Great, how long have you been in business? We've been in business, this year will be 20 years. So we've been through a lot of the ups and downs of the economy and COVID and shutdowns. I'm sure it's been a crazy few years like for everybody, but and I remember during COVID, a lot of the big promotional things were sort of COVID related, it seemed like hand sanitizers and things right. like that. Talk about, you know, now that people are, it seems like doing expos more and things like this event, what are people looking for in their branded merchandise or, you know, the sort of trends that you're seeing in your company? Right now we're seeing a lot of bamboo related products, anything bamboo, pens and trays and all sorts of stuff. The other things that we're seeing is branded products. So like a Columbia jacket with people's logos on it 
or a Yeti tumbler with their lo getting their own logos on it. Like I think people just want high quality and they want to reward their clients or prospects or whatever with something nicer than the usual giveaway items that people do. Got it. With the bamboo, is that like an environmental thing? It is. Okay. Um, also a lot of uh, wheat straw products, recycled products. Um, we have a little jar opener right here that has, uh, it's made from recycled tires. So people are liking that a lot. Um, there's stuff made with corn plastic. So there's a lot of different options out there. So it sounds like people are wanting to get away from things that like in the past we would have maybe not held on to for very long and, and, and nicer branded products, like you're saying, um, things that would be, things you want to have around your house anyway. Exactly, stuff that you would probably keep anyway. Any kind of challenges that you all are seeing? The only minor challenges we're seeing is with the production time. Sometimes, you know, if they're not staffed, then it's hard to get things in a quicker turnaround where things used to take maybe two weeks or less. Now maybe they're taking three weeks or less. So it's not crazy ridiculous like it was during the pandemic where it was like six weeks, you know, to get anything done. And I know a lot of the shipping companies have had their challenges. I haven't personally experienced it, but everyone says that you know things are late and they don't show up on time or whatever, but we personally never haven't seen that at all. Even during the pandemic, right. we hadn't. Do you deal with a lot of large companies or small companies? We or do both. Okay. Yeah, in our, in our line of work, we can, we can help anyone. You know, we've done orders, you know, for a $25 name badge for one, you know, one item, and we've done $25,000 orders. So in the process is exactly the same for either one. Thank you so much for talking to Thank me. Thank you, I appreciate it. I'm here right I now with Andrew Carlson, the hospital manager of veterinary emergency like, group. I don't a little bit about what your business does. Absolutely, so we are the first ever open concept veterinary emergency hospital, meaning that is when you do come into us, you actually never leave your pet. So um, when you check in, it's not like the old, when you go to GP or any other hospital where they say, here's your paperwork, you fill it out, they take your pet, they come back five hours later, there's your pet back, you pay, and you leave. When you walk into veterinary emergency group, our reception literally do not stop walking. They pull you right back into the back. They introduce you. You see doctors right away. Our team is getting vitals right away. And based upon those vitals is when actually you get treatment by our doctors. I'm not gonna lie to you, we do get busy from time to time being that we're emergency medicine, um, but we try and get you to you as quickly as possible. How long would you say that it, like a one visit would take for one of All depending on what it is. I mean, okay. everything is an emergency to us because it's an emergency to you. So if it's a broken toenail, ear infection up to, I hit by car, um, it ranges. So I've seen people in and out in two hours. I've seen people take four or five days depending on their pet is hospitalized. So really all ranges on what we find out during that visit. How long have you been in Charlotte? We've been in Charlotte for six months. Six months. So yes. you're still in the startup phase? Was it, yes, we were definitely in the startup phase. We had a, there was a doggy pandemic. There was an influenza pandemic that hit in October, which set us back a little bit on, you know, getting out in the community. Uh, got through the winter, but now the spring is here. Uh, we'll be back out in the community trying to spread awareness about who we are, what we do. Uh, and hopefully get our word out a little bit better. So we see people as far up as Greensboro and as far south um, as I'd probably say Athens. We've had people come in from Myrtle Beach um, and then we do have another hospital in Asheville, which is super helpful because at least the West is taken care of right now. Um, but that's how far we're seeing people come out. Can you tell me a little bit about some of the challenges you're currently facing? 
just challenges is just, you know, being able to, you know, see as many pets as possible. Our mission is to help people invest when they need it most. Unfortunately, like as much as we love seeing you, we don't want to see you, um, even as emergency medicine. So just trying to, you know, how can we increase our business? How can we see people faster? and get people in and out. I guess that's our biggest challenge. Whether it's a space issue, we don't have a staffing issue, we have an amazing staff. Um, they're all here, they're willing to help out and they're fantastic. And it's just trying to hopefully open up more facilities in the area so we can help spread that awareness and help people there as well. Well, you really have one facility. Just one as of right now, yes. Hopefully in about a year and a half, we can be somewhere else in Charlotte, TBD. What yeah. part of Charlotte are you? Probably North Charlotte, like probably North, like probably North of the lake. Is that, so that's where you want to be or that's where you are now? That's where we are looking. Oh, so, looking. yeah. Okay, yeah. where are you located now? What part of South Park. South Park. Okay, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Of course. Tell me your name and your business. I'm Molly Corley. I am the general manager at Yoga 6 in Ballantyne. And we are a heated yoga studio in the Ballantyne area of Charlotte, North Carolina. We offer six different formats of yoga, and we've got something for everyone. We do like to call ourselves like an all-level yoga studio, so we are very welcoming to beginners, but we do, we do have things that welcome, or formats that welcome people that are also looking for something more intense. Um, I would say, you know, some of the challenges that we've had since... Uh, I guess post-COVID would be that we still are hearing and seeing people that are kind of struggling to get back into a new normal from their routine that they had prior to COVID. We're seeing and hearing from a lot of people is that they've been practicing at home, so they're kind of wanting to ease back into a routine. They're kind of wanting to get that energy from being around other people, and they're craving the energy that you can get only from being around other people. So I feel like we're a great place to do that because we are small. Our classes are small and we really have a great staff that are helping people take those small steps. So tell me, like now, like you're saying, people are kind of desiring to, to exercise around others again, right? And craving that kind of sense of community are you what are you finding in terms of um when people want to come together to for yoga is it is it the way that it was before in terms of like uh time of day more morning and night or people since they're working from home maybe more people are working from home being able to come in different times of day is it has it changed much so i will say what i've seen most recently is that there is a greater shift of people not having as much flexibility. So, for example, a year ago, people seemed to be able to come more during the day, like in mid-morning and maybe at the lunch hour. And now I'm seeing less availability. I'm seeing more people coming at night. But I am seeing where people might want to come at 4 o'clock. And our evening classes seem to be a little bit busier. So we are changing and modifying our schedule to accommodate more people in the later afternoon and in the evenings and on the weekends because people's, you know, roles are changing and they're being drawn back into the, the office. It's interesting the trickle effects, right? When one segment of, the, of, of industry changes how it's doing things, it, it affects other industries. It's just interesting, yeah. Absolutely, and I think too that people 
that are required to go back in the workforce are trying to figure out how to manage those new relationships too because a lot of people enjoyed working from home and they may not want to get re-engaged with co-workers again so they're looking for those tools that yoga can give them to get re-engaged with people that they may not necessarily want to get re-engaged with. So that benefit outside the yoga studio that they get from being in there. Absolutely. Oh, it's been a joy to talk to you. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you, absolutely. I'm here with Jennifer Kanas of BSI Solutions. That's right. Hi, thank you for joining us. I'm sure. Tell me a little bit about this company and what services you offer. So BSI Solutions, it just pretty much stands for Business Staffing and Innovation. So we're a technology firm. And we pretty much do a little bit of everything. It's kind of what I like to tell everybody, but two of our main things are staffing as well as technology or innovation part. One of the proudest things that we have is our Nova program, which is a virtual reality program. And right now we have, for instance, a few schools where, um, I don't know if you know, we're familiar with virtual reality. When the students put that on the headset, instead of being a game, it's a software built in our company. That should pretty much the teacher teaching the students within that virtual reality. Then we also have our trust program, which is a cybersecurity program. And then we do quite a few hospitals that are some of our clients on that as well. They just pretty much secure in all the patient's data. So yeah. can you tell me a little bit about some of the challenges that you're facing right now? I would say maybe just people willing to do the work, you know, expectations that certain people have. Um, but like I said, because we have a broad variety of clients, so we have kind of different type of staff that we hire. So sometimes it can be a little challenging, you know, like for instance, somebody with no experience, they want to get paid $30 an hour, you know, it's kind of like exaggerating example, but something like that. I guess that would be one of our main challenges as of right now, to find the right people that is actually willing to do the work. Yeah. All right, anything else you'd like to add? You're welcome to check out our website <laughs> and you'll see um, also a YouTube page and then you can kind of have a little snip of what the kids are seeing on their virtual reality. What yeah. is your website? BSISolutions.com. Okay, yeah. all right, great, thank you so much. All right, thank you. I'm Evan Preslopsky with VentureX. We run the Charlotte Refinery location. VentureX has been around in Charlotte since 2019. There was a Ballantine location that opened. We are at the refinery location up near Uptown. It was a competitor when it first opened and we bought it in 2020. We're a co-working space, so we do workspace, private offices, conference rooms, mail and package reception, stuff for virtual members that people need to just use our address instead of their residential address. We've got memberships for that too. We're franchise based, so there's locations all over the world. But in the area here, we've got the Valentine, the refinery, and we're opening a Fort Mill location later this year. Wow. When I feel like when people were thinking about co-working spaces at first, they were thinking about more in like urban cores. Mm -hmm. And it seems like now they're kind of expanding out. What have you seen in terms of like demand for expansion into these outlying kind of more areas. Yeah, so more it's more suburban now. Initially, you're right, it was very urban. People wanted to be downtown. But ever since COVID, people didn't go to the office as much. And even us in the areas we're in, 2020 was not a good year. I mean, we're trying to sell office space when nobody wanted to go to the office. But 2021 comes around, you've got people that are leaving their downtown office leases and going to places like us because we have better parking situations. We're closer to people's homes. And with co-working, you're not signing a three to five or even seven year lease. It is a six month term, uh, 12 month term, could be 24 months if you want it to be, but you've got options. So it's about flexibility. 
And that's honestly what we've seen is companies with downsized from a 30,000 square foot floor in a building in Uptown to a 25 person team suite with us on a shorter term because it's flexible for them. Their people come in a few days a week. It's not even every day, but everything is managed by us. So they don't have to worry about utilities, cleaning, if there's any IT issues, um, maintenance. It's all, it's, it is hands-free and headache-free. Any challenges that you're seeing these days in terms of, I know some people are saying that it's harder to find um, employees or you know different other kinds of challenges. The challenges that I face as a uh, salesman for this franchise recently has been kind of the, the status of the economy. We have a few companies that were looking at us and then they just kind of put their look on hold because they're like, are we in a recession? Are we not in a recession? So a lot of that kind of up in the air where Whenever there's uncertainty, stuff takes a little bit longer. So I would say that is where we're seeing a little bit of, not really trouble, but a little bit of, of something. But other than that, um, it's been good. Our location at the refinery is like, I guess 99% full because there's only one office that's open right now. We have loads of co-working memberships, hundreds of the virtual memberships. Um, so we're doing pretty good ever, ever since 2021 came around and really picked up. Can you explain where the refinery is? Yeah, it's on West Moorhead Street, right near the Panthers Stadium. So if you're if you're going down 77, uh, we are the West Moorhead exit. There's a building right there with Queen City Grounds, and we're the fifth floor of that building. Great. Perfect. Thank you yeah. so much for talking to me. Of course. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. We're here now with Jessica Helms, who's the co-founder and CEO of the Charlotte Area Chamber of Commerce. Jessica, great event. Out here, a lot of people, uh, 100 booths. I think you said you're expecting about a thousand people. What's the what's the vibe? Everybody is just thrilled to be here and are really happy with the way it's going right now and the attendees. And for some vendors that I've talked to, this is the first time that they've been at a trade show since COVID. So it's been about three years. So I think a lot of people are just excited to be out and around people again and networking and building their circle. There's also a lot of new people to Charlotte. So they haven't built that circle yet and are meeting new people. It's a great yeah. opportunity for them as well. What was the idea behind this? What was the inspiration for doing this? Bringing people together. We wanted an outlet for small businesses to come together, to build their circle, to um, meet other vendors and partners and figure out how they can all work together. What's your sense of how small businesses in Charlotte are doing? They're doing well. They are doing well and growing. I know several who are hiring and needing to build their team. Um, this is a great outfit for that also. So it's very strong. We have a strong economy in Charlotte and um, the small business community is doing well and thriving. Tell me a little bit about the Charlotte Area Chamber of Commerce. What's your mission? How much are you growing? That kind of thing. Yeah, our mission is to support, serve, and strengthen the small business community. So we are here for that purpose. Uh, we're growing every day. New members are, are joining our membership and um, even large corporations who support small businesses are coming on board um, to become members. But we're at 450 members right now as of today, so <laughs> it's exciting. Good. I mean, what, what do you feel like? you feel like you're filling a void that's out there? Yes. We do. There are a lot of organizations um, around Charlotte, but um, we feel that this the culture that we bring where you can come, you can network, you can meet people, but it's about helping each other. We really want everyone to get to know each other, build connections, and help each other be successful. If someone wanted to find out more about the Charlotte Area Chamber, how can they do that? They can go to our website. It is charlotteareachamber.com. We have a lot of information on there, but 
check out the events tab and sign up to come to our next event. We have several throughout the month, usually between six and eight events. And uh, so plenty of opportunity to come meet us and network. Great. Thanks a lot. Thank you. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening and joining us at the Charlotte Area Chamber of Commerce Business Expo on March 30th, 2023. The Charlotte Ledger podcast is produced by me, Lindsay Banks. You can find out more about the Charlotte Ledger or subscribe to one of our newsletters by going to thecharlotteledger.com. Queen City Podcast Network.com. Queen City Podcast Network.com.